Welcome to Montrose Podcast, the official podcast of Montrose School here in Medfield, Massachusetts, where girls are called to greatness. I'm your host, Mary Cahill Farella, and I'm very happy that you can join us. Maybe you're an avid supporter of Montrose, a current parent, or a friend of the school. Or maybe you're new to Montrose, an independent school for girls in grades 6 through 12, inspired by the teachings of the Catholic Church. Here, young women achieve academic excellence in a rich liberal arts environment by developing enduring habits of mind, heart, and character. Thanks for joining us as we explore topics that highlight the power of a Montrose education and how it affects the world around us. Coronavirus has us all doing things differently, whether we're on the front lines at hospitals or on the checkout lines at grocery stores. In this episode, we'll talk about what it's like to build community and create connections, albeit virtually. We'll hear from several different members of the Montrose community about what it's like to experience the new normal together while apart. All the little things I let stress me out during regular life outside of this new normal are just, they're just distractions really. And they're really keeping me from understanding purpose and practicing gratitude. That's Montrose junior Mavis Fahey, a student leader at Montrose. Mavis describes her recalibration to the new normal as turning over a new leaf. I would definitely say the hardest part is missing people. Like, definitely as an extrovert, but also just as, like, a general Montrose student. Like, I don't know, our community is very, very bright and engaging and strong and familial. And um, I just think it's so fun to be a part of it. Like, especially when it's Spirit Week this week. Um, I just, I don't know, I've been really, I've had a lot of respect for StudGov and the fact that they're still trying to keep up all of our traditions and everything. Um, And, you know, like, the Junior Ring ceremony was supposed to be today. So um, they're really just doing a really good job to keep people upbeat. You know, when we're so busy all the time in high school, it's really easy to tell yourself all the time, like, I'm so busy, I'm so stressed out, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for that, or just like constantly like reeling motion 24 seven. But now, like, as you know, everyone, not just high schoolers, is just so forced to just be with silence or just be with your family or, just be at home and not have these like ticking clocks all around your head all the time. And suddenly I've just, I've grown an appreciation for like my entire Montrose education. I'm just like, I feel like I'm doing better academically than I did in school. And you know, like I'm getting ahead in so many different subjects and I'm really getting the time to like love what I'm doing, really like love the books we're reading and love the history we're learning and just I feel like I'm absorbing everything, not only academically, but like spiritually, mentally, just um, physically, like everything. I'm just, I don't know. I think maybe it's the independence aspect. I'm not really sure. Maybe it's just because we're in such a crazy time right now that, I don't know, I've been able to turn a new leaf and I feel like I'm not the only one, you know, because so many people are doing so much more than us. There's so many first responders and other people who are working so hard right now. And it's like, you know, if I'm just a high schooler at home with a laptop, like I'm set to go. Like I can really um, do what I can and just try to do my best. Can you tell me a little bit more about what it is specifically about your Montrose education that gives you the tools or the compass that to do that, 
to navigate what it's going to take to turn a new leaf, not because you chose to, but because you yeah. had to. Well, I think in general, I've had, a, as I mentioned, like I've had a lot more time to appreciate my Montrose education. And one of the biggest things that really changed it for me was just the process that we went through when school was closing. I think we heard about it on Wednesday evening and then Thursday was our last day and Friday was for faculty meetings. And they just told us as much information as they could in an incredibly uncertain situation. And despite the fact that many other schools hadn't canceled yet and people were still questioning, like, is this going to be a major problem? Is this going to be something that's um, going to cause the closing of schools and things like that? And it just felt like Montrose was one step ahead. And I think it was just due to the fact that with the Montrose community, not just the students are being told to step back and think deeper, but the teachers and the administration are also practicing that. So I think what I realized is that I really trust our school and it just made me realize how much thought they've been putting into our school all the time, you know, for, I don't know, mm -hmm. and our teachers really, really care about us. And just like to see how much work they're putting into our curriculum and building our schedule and every aspect of our education. I'm like, that wasn't born overnight. You know, that's something that's just different about our school. And I think once I realized how much I trusted my teachers and how much our teachers were like rooting for us, that's when I was like, man, I have no excuses. Like I can really just do my absolute best right now. When it comes down to it, you know, if, I'm just a teenager at home and I have these great resources and these great teachers I was just talking about. I can really like use the tasks in front of me to like offer them up for those people who don't have the same stability that I'm experiencing right now. Now let's hear from some of the Montrose teachers that Mavis is talking about. First up is upper school math teacher, Liz Murphy. I teach seniors. So I've always said that I stand on the shoulders of my colleagues, you know, who have worked to cultivate the habits of mind, heart, and character over the years with these students, some of them since sixth grade. Um, so by the time students walk into my BC calculus class, you know, I just, I feel like I'm the polish, right? Like everybody else, I'm like, there's not yeah. much heavy lifting for me to do. Um, but right now, I think it's never been more evident to me how Montrose really prepares students to handle challenges than during this pandemic. And it, it, it might seem a little trivial, but, you know, I just think about like, obviously transitioning to online learning is not ideal. You know, nobody's saying this is, this is how I want to be teaching. Um, and on top of the serious concerns about, you know, the health of their loved ones, the seniors that I teach are... They're trying to process possibly missing out on some of the activities that they have been so looking forward to for years, you know, from something silly like senior skip day to their prom um, to accepted students days at various colleges. Those are things that are real in their life. And then here we go to our first day of online learning and I jump right in and say, you know, all right, let's talk about finding the area outside of a lemniscuit, but inside the cardioid. And I'm, you know, as I'm asking this, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is this really what we should be doing? But the girls didn't even miss a beat. They just dug right in. And it dawned on me, like they're just exhibiting that resilience that I see so often at Montrose. You know, like just that resilience of like, this is a challenge, okay, I'm gonna tackle it. Like, let's move forward. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and we we often talk about the, you know, processes by which we learn, right? And so much is, like you said, having resilience and then recalibrating, you know, so I'm sure we've all been through this kind of period of recalibration and being in our homes, which we're lucky enough to be in, and having these opportunities to connect online, which, like you said, is not ideal. Um, but what are some of the what are some of the surprises that have come out of that process for you of transitioning to um, online? So one of the, yeah, this is, there's a couple. So, you know, at Montrose, we talk about um, moving our students from willpower to want power. And right now I see our students stepping up. They want to learn. They want to move forward. And I'm just shocked because they really could have shut down and been like, Mrs. Murphy, I don't really care what, you know, the path or the length of that parametric curve is, you know, like that's not important to me right now, but they want to finish what they started. And we did, like we finished yesterday, we finished the entire BC calculus curriculum. And for people who don't know what BC calculus is, it's Calc 2 at the college level. So it's, you know, your second semester college level calculus class. It's arguably the most difficult class you're going to take in, in high school, um, and they finished it. And I was like, wow, this seems very anticlimactic because we're online. And they were like, let's have a Zoom party. <laughs> Zoom has been really great in the sense that I can see their faces and hear their voices. Like that's been great. Um, today yeah. was April Fools. So the senior classes, all senior math classes always meet at the same time. So we have um, stats, um, AB calculus and BC calculus all meet at the same time. So today, um, the girls pranked us all and the BC girls all went to the stats class. The AB girls all went to my class and the, um, where did that say? So yeah, somebody <laughs> went to, so yeah, I'm trying and the stats girls went to AB calculus. Yeah. So as I logged on, I was, yeah, all these faces were popping up and I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Like, how am I in Mrs. Hughes class? Did I press a wrong button? And I ended up in Mrs. Hughes class and they just started giggling right away. It's hard for me to not feel hopeful when they are. You know, so I mean, you see their smiling faces um, every day. It's it's a it's a great it's a great reminder. And now we'll hear from our teachers who are charged with physical education at Montrose, Julie Boynton and Patty Battinelli. They've started a Mavericks on the Move challenge for the Montrose community. One of our big aims at Montrose is obviously educating the whole person. And um, so we were talking about how important mental health and keeping your body active is during this time. And um, I think we were trying to come up with a creative way because we know that everyone, not everyone in the community is an athlete or has fancy equipment at home. So we were trying to think of the best possible way to keep everyone engaged actively um, while apart. And we felt like, you know, not only athletes, but I feel like everyone feeds off of some friendly competition, which is kind of how we started um, the Mavericks on the Move initiative. First, tell us about it. Tell us about the idea and the response. To yeah, it. so... Um, the idea is to, so either using um, a lot of our students and faculty staff have either Fitbits or Apple Watches or any sort of step counter. You can also, you can actually record to your steps on your phone. You have to, of course, hold it um, while you're stepping. But 
So every day you record how many steps you get. And then um, this week two is actually, we decided to have partners. So you and your partner will combine your steps um, and you'll upload a screenshot of those steps um, each day. And um, so I would say, you know, and Patty, you can go off of this, but I would say one of the more surprising things is those girls who oftentimes (laughs) are not athletes are some of our leaders, which is really, really great to see that they're getting outside and being active. Yeah. And I, I have to say one of the best things about Montrose on the Move is that it's a chance for everyone to do it. So especially this last week was the first week and it was an individual, you know, individuals did it. And that was so much fun. Um, I feel like everyone are are challenging each other. Everyone's challenging each other. So if someone gets 5,000 steps one day, you're like, I want to get 6,000 next day. And it's just like Julie said, it's so fun, (laughs) the friendly competition, but it really, I feel like it kind of gets people off the couch away from their screen and, you know, doing something fun. And it doesn't have to be walking. It could be dancing. It could be, you know, some people have been going jogging who usually don't jog. So, um, you know, I just think it's a great, it was a great way to, to start. But this week, I think is especially fun because now we decided to grab a partner and do it. So it's really fun to see the different partners, the different age, there's different grades that are doing it together, you know, a partner from each grade, or I'm actually doing it with my daughter, which is really fun. And, um, it's just, it's excellent because you kind of get each other. It's a workout buddy. So you're getting each other going. And um, I wanted to mention that, you know, in all my different research and, you know, things I've been learning um, from all the different PE teachers around the country and around the world, that um, one thing that people really listen to is right now is the CDC. And the CDC is saying that you should get outside or you should, sorry, not get outside. It could be inside too. Everybody should have 60 minutes of physical activity every day. And so when you hear that, you're like, oh, my gosh, how could I do that? I have so much to do and I have to do my schoolwork or I have to, you know, work around the house or do my projects or whatever. But 60 minutes when you're doing the step challenge, it seems like nothing because you're like, OK, I got to get some more steps in. So it's a lot. of time. <laughs> Well, it's a lot of time, but there's also a lot of science yes. to back up your, you know, how you've ramped up the challenge for this week, having yes. a buddy. People say it really doesn't matter what kind of activity it is, but the accountability factor of doing it with another person is the biggest success rate that there is when it comes to physical activity. Exactly. And I think, you know, just knowing that not just through the step competition, but all together that, you know, it's a solidarity. We're all in this together. And I think, you know, even if you go out for a walk and you're by yourself or you're with a buddy, that's just a great time to reflect. Yes. Um, On, you know, what you're grateful for. Our last guest for this episode is middle and upper school science teacher, Mary Cheffers. The girls have been so positive and open to sort of the possibilities and what this new normal-ish looks like. And that's been really awesome to see. I like the new normal-ish that because some of my kids have been railing against the new normal saying, this is the new abnormal. <laughs> um, but normal-ish sort of that that is sounding a little bit more like what we're experiencing. Yeah, for sure. And it's, hey, you know, I'm sure in everybody's ideal world, it wouldn't look like this, but 
the world is nobody's ideal world right now and we're all we're all just living in it and doing the best we can and the girls too and you know it's sort of twofold it's yes this is hard and yes it's okay if you feel like this is hard and yes you can miss your friends and your class and the little things you never thought you'd miss but also I think it's important for them to remember like hey I'm playing an essential role here and what I'm doing is important and yes I'm making sacrifices but we all are and it's important at this time to do that you know that whole yeah. we're living in solidarity thing it's they really are every day yeah how are you encouraging them to to be a part of something bigger than themselves that is a great question um and i would say it's something now that we're in that kind of like it's getting hard we need to do so i would say it's less of like what have i done and more of a what do i need to do going forward what do we all need to do i think it's two things Number one, just reminding them um, sort of of the bigness and the unifying nature of this. Like, we're all doing this. Like, everybody is in this together. And that's pretty amazing. Sort of the everybody's pulling together here. Yeah. Or hopefully everybody's pulling together to kind of make the best we can of this situation. But I do think on the other side, it's sort of reminding them that it's still okay to feel the way you feel. You know, like... We're all doing this thing that's important for, you know, our local and wider community, but it's still okay if you feel frustrated or sad or you are missing all of the things you used to do. So I think it's sort of like reminding them that, you know, their feelings are valid Mm -hmm. and being frustrated is valid, but also reminding them that there is a reason for this and there is um, almost a higher purpose. Sounds a little... Right, but kind of a higher purpose to the whole thing. Certainly, yeah. Um, and it's interesting that you're charged with teaching them science at a time where so much of what we're hearing, you know, new news every day about the scientific side of what we are all experiencing together. Yeah, it is. It's actually sort of um, really changed how I'm planning on, especially for seventh grade. Obviously, chemistry is a little different. I teach chemistry as well. But for seventh grade, it's really kind of changed uh, what I'm going to prioritize. Um, and our next unit, actually, we're going to talk about what makes something living, you know, what is a virus and why is it technically not alive, but why does it sort of have those similarities to living things? How does it spread? How does it move? So sort of maybe even giving the girls a little more knowledge around what we're doing or not what we're doing, but what's happening in the world. Because I do think understanding it a little better sometimes does um, sort of give more context to the girls about what's going on. So I know for me, I'm kind of looking forward to, as a teacher, getting to teach them something that is so deeply relevant and timely. Thanks for joining us for this episode on building community during coronavirus. A special thanks to our guests, Mavis Fahey, Liz Murphy, Julie Boynton, Patty Bettinelli, and Mary Cheppers. Until next time, I'm your host, Mary Cahill-Farella, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Montrose Podcast. Please subscribe so that you'll be the first to know about future episodes and share the podcast with your friends and family. 
If you'd like to donate to Montrose Podcast, your gift will go directly to tuition assistance, a critical part of our mission to keep a Montrose education accessible. Thank you for doing your part to plant the seeds of lifelong Montrose friendships and ensure that each Montrose graduate takes with her a life compass to navigate the challenges beyond Montrose and seize opportunities to shape our changing world.